Yo, yo, welcome to Lost in Transition, an NBA podcast with Kev, Sango, and Riyadh. My name is Riyadh. My name is Kev. My name is Sango. This is our new NBA podcast where we will discuss and debate NBA topics. Throughout the season, we will cover everything from power rankings and MVP discussions to trade rumors and NBA trivia. We will also incorporate some unique topics and just try to have some fun with it. Coming up is our first episode, which we recorded on December 21st and covered the biggest storylines entering the season, including the favorite to win the MVP, the league's best duo, and the anticipation for the Harden trade. We hope you enjoy it. Starts tomorrow, fellas. Y'all hype? Feels like Christmas morning tomorrow. Yeah, man. Just finally some real shit to watch on TV. True that. All right. So one of the biggest topics for any NBA season is the MB- MVP conversation. This year's MVP conversation will slightly be unusual from the past since uh, we're still in a pandemic and the season is shortened. But it might actually bo- be more interesting throughout the season because of those factors. Right now, Luka is favored to win the MVP. Curry, Giannis, Davis, LeBron, Lillard, and KD following behind. Not in that order. I think that Luka being favored makes sense since he did finish finish fourth in MVP voting last season, and his team seems like it'll be better this year. I think Giannis is unlikely to win it because he did win it previously in the previous two years, and the biggest storyline surrounding him will be about the postseason. I think Curry is a long shot because his team will be fighting for a playoff spot. And if I had to put money on it, I don't see Curry winning another MVP for the rest of his career. Davis and LeBron could be in the discussion, but I don't see either of them winning because they'll each take shine off each other. And they'll probably be, they will probably take the first half of the season lightly because of the short turnaround from the bubble. I think Lillard has a good chance, uh, but it depends on his team's success. If they were, if they are a top three seed. I can see him winning it, but not if they're in the middle of the pack in the West. Now, other than Luka, I think KD is probably the next most likely to be MVP. The Nets offense will be dominant as we saw in the uh, last preseason game. Uh, There'll be a lot of eyes on the Nets um, being in Brooklyn and and the situation with KD and Kyrie. And there'll also be some sympathy towards KD since since he is coming back from an Achilles injury. Kevin, how do you see the uh, MVP race shaping up this year? I definitely think it'll be very close, competitive. A lot of people were saying there's a good chance uh, that it'll be a lot more younger players in the in the running this year because of a, a lot more back-to-backs with the shortened season. You could see rest from some of the older guys. You're going to see KD and Kyrie be a little limited on back-to-backs, especially coming off major injuries. That being said... I, I'm going to go with the favorite. I think Luca wins it this year. Uh, he put up 29.99 last year. Porzingis out for a little while. Uh, will definitely just increase his percentages, his number of shots he's going to get in terms of flow of the offense. So I think Luca wins it. I mean, he's a three-level scorer, similar in the sense, you know, with LeBron, where there's no stopping him straight up on a given night. It's just maybe you hope to slow him down a little bit. So you're not going to limit his numbers altogether. I think Giannis, he's still going to put up ridiculous numbers, but 
similar to what you said, Riyad, they, they definitely have that voter fatigue as players keep winning it. I mean, you can see that with LeBron. He could have been in the discussion or winning it every year, but he hasn't won it since 2012. So it seems like the voter fatigue definitely is a factor. You talked about LeBron and AD. They'll take away some of the shine from each other. I don't see uh, Steph, I don't see the team success of the Warriors being too too high this year. So I think that'll hinder him. If I had to give a value pick, I was looking at like some of the odds. I think it would probably be Lillard. So he's around plus 1,800, 1,900, something like that. So I think that would be the value pick there just because he's going to coming off such a hot season in the bubble and he he's going to be, you know, taking a ton of shots still. And I don't anticipate much coming down, but my prediction would be the favorite Luca. So for Luca, um, you didn't mention Porzingis being uh, out and maybe, well, he'll definitely start the season out, but throughout the season, he might be injured and miss games. Um, you said that could help Luca in terms of getting more shots, putting up better statistics, but uh, if it if it helps if it hurts them in terms of winning total games, do you think that can maybe have the reverse effect if they maybe fall fall down in the standings? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the MVP race is very based on your team success as well. That being said, I think in glimpses they still looked very well uh, without them last year and in the playoffs. So I'm not too worried about that. The addition of Josh Richardson will help. They still have a ton of shooting around him to uh, inflate those assist numbers as well. And like I said, his points per game are just going to go up drastically with Porzingis out. He's so young that he's going to play a ton of minutes as well. So you don't have to worry about that factor. So even if you are a little bit worried about that overall team success, Porzingis being out, I don't think it's too major. He should be back by sometime in January. So I don't think it'll hinder Lucas' chances of winning MVP. Sanga, what do you think? I know it's cool for Lillard. I know he had a hot bubble, but I just don't see how he's going to take that next step. I know he's going to get a lot of points. The Portland will probably get, like, you know, a top C, top five. But as an MVP candidate, I just don't see it. Man, I'm going I'm to just shock. I know everyone's going to pick, like, Luca. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant, man. So – I obviously he's coming off the Achilles injuries. I know a lot of people it's it's tough to come back from that, but I just feel the way he scores, the his efficiency, he just doesn't rely on the like his athleticism as much as other players. Um, he can get to the rim, he's, he can shoot over you know anybody he wants to, he can shoot the three, gets to the line well, and I just think with the the narrative around him, then I think the media has kind of calmed down a little bit on him. So they're not going to be a hard as Kyrie's going to take all the bullets this year coming up. They're going to see, look at Kevin Durant's kind of like the, you know, the the same person in the situation. And I think I see the Nets, you know, being a top two team in the in the East. So that narrative of him coming back from the Achilles, you know, because the NBA is all about narrative. They don't care about who's actually, you know, playing the best. So <clears throat> that narrative of him coming back, I feel it's going to pick up solid, you know, very good efficient numbers. Um, he's going to help this team win, and that's going to be my pick for MVP this year. Uh, just to follow up real quick, I tend to agree with you on Lillard um, on all the basketball points. I just think again, MVP is a lot of is a lot of narrative talk. So in terms of like popularity, he's he's very popular in the league. And if they finish in a top three seed, I can see him getting votes. Man, I just 
it's gonna be hard. So we got the Lakers, the Clippers, um, it's, the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets, Blazers, Jazz, and Mavs are all like I feel like they're all gonna finish within like four game, three or four yeah. games of each other. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But you're right. Who do you like, Riyad? I think I'd pick Luca. Um, I mean, I gotta go with him. He finished, I think, third or fourth in MVP last year. So I think I think a lot of momentum is on his side. You know, we did talk about them in our first pod, and it seems like they they will be better as a team. So if they improve as a team, and he kind of he provides that same offensive efficiency that he did, then I think that uh, he he's he's gonna have it. I think KD is actually I, I would pick him second. I, I do think there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of storylines around him. He's going to be covered every single day, and if he's if he's balling and they're they're a top two seed, I think he could get a lot of votes. But other than that, maybe Davis, but he would have to really go off, and he would have to play most of the season. There couldn't be any games he took off, and he'd have to really like carry. It would have to be like almost a question of who's the best player on the team. Okay, so. Over the last decade and more in the NBA, there have been different trends of team building. We had the original three-star super teams with the 08 Celtics and then the uh, 2011 Heat. Then we had a four-star super team with the Warriors, and now it seems that the league is moving into a duo-star trend. Uh, Teams are now trying to pair two stars or superstars together and putting complementary pieces around them for maximum optimization. I think this allows teams for more flexibility around their two two stars because it doesn't gut the bench like is necessary for a three-star or four-star team. In the league today and this season specifically, we have many intriguing duos that have lots of potential, realized and unrealized, and are considered to be one of the best duos in the league. Songo, what do you think is the best duo in the league and why? I'm, I'm torn between KD and Kyrie and LeBron and AD, but okay. I guess for the safe pick, I'm going to have to go with LeBron and AD. Looks like they fought, they kind of figure out how they're going to play together. Actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually going with this year, yo. Fuck it, man. I'm going with KD and Kyrie this year. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I think they're going, offensively, they're going to be exciting. You know, K, yeah, Kyrie's coming back. You know, a magician with the ball. You know, can shoot the mid-range, can shoot. Uh, he's just as efficient as probably the KD. I know he's going to finish well at the rim. I think they're just going to be explosive offense. Um, offensively, they're going to be probably the best tandem in the league. I don't know about defensively. So I'm going to just go with them. That's going to be my best my duo this year. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, fuck, yeah. Fuck, I, the, I think, fuck the other motherfuckers, man. I think what, the I Lakers, think, your favorite team? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think those are obviously the two safe picks. But uh, what what do you think, uh, Gladio? Who's your who's your? Top yeah, I'm going with the opposite of Sango. Uh, I'm going with LeBron and AD. I just really think uh, AD kind of learned how to win last year, and I don't really think he's going to look back. Uh, he was second in Defensive Player of the Year last year. He took that even to another level in the playoffs. He when he took Jimmy and that I think it was Game Four after Lakers went lost Game Three, and uh, Jimmy just absolutely went off. He kind of took him in Game Four really slowed him down uh, and that, that just allowed the Lakers to seize control of that series. I think he he'll take another step uh, this year, you know, knowing how to win LeBron's still the best passer in the NBA. I think we saw that in year 18, he didn't you think he's down. the best playmaker in the NBA. Yeah, I do think he is him or Luca, 
but I'd still have to just give him the yeah. the nod over him. Plus, with the with the weapons they have around him this year, I think their weapons are much stronger than Luca's. So yeah. that'll just make the playmaking even easier. So I think that's that's my pick still. I'm not sure how many more years they'll be the best duo, but this year I still. Who's your, who's your second pick? Best I, second. I best had. Um, I was deciding between KD and Kyrie, but Song already talked to them, so my two was going to be Jokic and Mary. Your third, third one. Your third. Yeah. Okay. Who you got? I think that. My my number one is LeBron and AD. I think after they just won a title and after they, I mean, some people did question whether it'd be a good fit. I I mean, I think it was seamless. I, there was no problems at all, and they proved it by fin- finishing the season with a title. So I, I think it you can't really give it to anyone. I think Ky, KD and Kyrie would be second. I mean, KD's second best in the NBA if 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 he comes back strong from that Achilles injury. So the only reason that I wouldn't put him above LeBron and AD is because because they we still haven't seen them play a full season together. So that's still a bit of unsure. And then you also, gotta, you got to keep in mind though the factor of the incense. Kyrie putting putting the uh, incense on the court before <laughs> every game that's going to play a big factor. Yeah, huge. Yeah, and also Katie and and I mean LeBron and AD they have the the nod for defense also. Like there's not a lot yeah, of defense on Katie close. Kyrie. I mean Katie um, was legit defensively, but just coming off Achilles injury having to play two ways and yeah. him probably being the best defender in their starting lineup anyway it's just a heavy load to carry why would you put uh why would you put Jokic and murray third i i would agree with that but why why are you putting them third? i think they like just they complement each other's games so well yeah that i mean Jokic is obviously the best passing big man he kind of puts murray in good spots there and then Murray knows where to get Jokic on get get him the ball on the court as well. You think he's for real? Or is that you just hype over that bubble? Who that. Jokic or no, Murray? Murray? I think he's legit. I mean, I'm not sold. He's like I'm not saying he's like a top 15 player yet, but when you think of a duo, how they complement each other, I think they're at the top. Yeah, I I, I might be a little bit higher on Murray. I th- I do think he's he's probably already a top 15 player, and I I think oh, wow. I think Jokic and Murray are gonna be Murray a top 15 player. Yeah. Hold you up. have him over Tatum already? Yeah. Wait, hold up. I got to break down. That's another pod, Sango. That's okay. another pod, right. That might be a two-hour pod. All right. Um, I about 15, but we'll see. For after that, I think that kind of like a sneak – not a sneaky pick, but I think the next would be probably Embiid and Simmons just from an individual stat, talent standpoint. I don't think that as a duo they can kind of compete with those top three that we talked about. But individually, as talents, if they can figure it out how to play together and get wins, get some big wins in the playoffs, I think they should be considered up there too. I mean, their talent. Will they they ever figure it out? Arguably, their talent is better than Jokic and and Murray. They just don't complement each other the way they do. And haven't done it on the big stage I'm, by themselves. I'm interested in Westbrook and Beal, man. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I want to see what how Westbrook is going to elevate Beal to that next level too. I'm hyped for that because you know. Beal I think Beal's, I think Beal's going to be the better player. Oh yeah, I hope so too. Uh, Westbrook just don't be bricking them shits, man. He's pass, <laughs> pass him the ball, let him shoot. You get your. T- 15 assists and 12 rebounds. He's never really like he. I feel like they haven't let Westbrook play like ISO pick and roll in a while with like a talented shooter around them. So I think that'll be yeah, better. That'll definitely help. Them. And Wizards are shooting, you know, 
I said our. That's my second team. Yeah. But uh, I like that young kid, Danny. He looked like he's shooting it well. So Bertan's got a ratchet. Yeah, Bertan. Gladdy, who do you think is like a dark horse out of, out of like duos in the league in terms of like maybe they're young, they haven't yet reached their potential? Or... I mean, I don't even think – I think it's 100% Luca and Porzingis. Porzingis, yeah. I mean, his injuries are definitely holding him back. But like if he can hit his ceiling – they could easily be in the top of the league in two years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, and I think I think another thing to mention uh, about the like we don't see Giannis at all on this list because he doesn't really have another player. I think Sango was him. saying that he thought him and Middleton could be in the top three. Oh man, you just try. No man, stop bullshitting. Yeah, I. I I think that it's important to like, I think that that's a big thing about Giannis not really having a running mate, one of those like top 20, top 25 running mates. They have put Drew Holiday next to him and Middleton, but I, they don't, I don't think they fit that bill. So um, I think if Giannis did have that, that player next to him, I think might be another story. Um, Could have been him and Luca if he didn't yeah. want to sign the Supermax. I know. Want to win. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I went to win. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a foul, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so you guys probably noticed that uh, we didn't talk about Harden yet in any in our first three podcasts and his situation, and we didn't bring him up in the MVP conversation. And it might be the biggest storyline this year. So I thought might might as well cover it as a single topic. Um, we know we know Harden is a bucket getter and has been a perennial MVP finalist over the last six or seven years, winning it in 2018. We have seen the Rockets compete against the best teams over the last few years, but have, haven't seen them reach the finals. He has had superstar teammates alongside him, but those relationships with CP and, uh, and Westbrook have flamed out. Uh, overall, Harden has had a lot of criticism for his playoff failures, and now he's being criticized over his off-the-court off actions. We know that he has requested a trade from the Rockets and has been disruptive to his team since the Rockets training camp has started. There was the Tim McMahon story on him that showed and uh, criticized his control over the Rockets culture. Kevin, what is your take on the Rockets and, and Harden right now? How much blame does Harden hold for his recent actions? And do you see this situation as salvageable? And uh, how's, how's, how's this play out for Harden? All right, well, maybe I'll get to one or two of those questions because I don't know if I'm going to get to all four. <laughs> but I don't, think it's, I don't think it's salvageable for them in Houston. I don't think – I think he's pretty closed-minded at this point that he wants out. I saw, saw you in another one today. They asked him some type of question like being a weekend. Uh, are you feeling any better about it here? And he just said next question. So I don't really think that it's very salvageable. I think they're going to have to move him. It's just, it's just a matter of time. So obviously I think that – he is definitely responsible for some of these actions. I do think that uh, you have to take that into consideration. Uh, and I think teams will when they're thinking about moving, uh, like trying to make a move for him. So he's definitely has to be accountable for part of that. But I, I think he, I would be shocked if he's in a Houston uniform at the end of the season. Okay. Where, where do you see him going? Do you have any ideas where he might go? Sixers. I think this. I honestly do think the Sixers are probably the biggest, biggest, like the biggest favorite. And if I had to make a prediction on where he'll end up, I think it would be Philly. 
yeah, there was there was that. reports today that uh, the Heat cut off talks for trading yeah. for him. So that looks like that that has uh, put them out of the running. What about you, uh, Sanga? What do you think of the Harden situation? You think it's salvageable in 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 Houston? I mean, like they like they mentioned, man, she's gonna have to be uncomfortable this year, man. Their Rockets, they have they don't they they don't have to move them. I mean, they still has what like three years left on his contract, four years, two, two. Two, yeah. There's no player option on the third. Yeah, so there's no need to rush him. Like they're gonna have to get uncomfortable. You know, he's kind of knows he's in a tough situation right now. That's why he's answering the the questions, not not giving too much away. Um, he wants to see him makes him himself still be tradable. I mean, it just sounds it's kind of like I mean, I'm always a team player, but you know, at this point, it's kind of ridiculous for Harden because he's basically been as everyone knows, even though players have the you know the it's, he's a superstar, so they get he has every right to you know request some of these things. But mm-hmm. as we've seen, he's not holding a lot of you know as Westbrook was frustrated in the article, you know, like he's never on time to some meetings. But I mean, when you're the when you when you can you know drop forty with liquor in your system, I mean, it don't really matter, man. Like, so I mean, the the Rockets, you mean they it was their fault for giving them a little too much power, but at the same time, like they gave it to him because he deserves every everything in that. And so basically, they're just gonna have to wait it out. Um, they it could him and John Wall like, the beginning of the year, you know, I don't know, they win like eight in a row. Is he gonna still want to go out? Like, they might have to wait till like the 10th game, maybe they're like, okay, maybe we'll start seeing the options of what other people are giving us and see how we can leverage that for us to get more in return, you know, probably get his value up so we can probably, probably get some some picks from other teams that might include, you know, like a Ben Simmons or something on top of that. You know, just to fleece him because you know the, the shit he did to the Rockets, man. You know, to get rid of like do I have like Chris Paul? He gave up a lot of picks. So once he leaves, like okay, like what are they gonna do? Like how are we gonna you know bounce back from this? Like when you know, I don't think Hall, Wall just by himself and Demarcus Cousins, you know, can help them win to the championship. And so I mean, like the Rockers, are like yo, we need to get something like a lot in return for a player of this caliber. So I think it's not. It, there's nothing – everything's going to be in limbo. Like they mentioned, he's going to have to get uncomfortable until, you know, whatever the team feels is best. And if he changes his mind, you know, if he wants to stay or not. But it looks like he wants out. He don't want to deal with, um, you know, Fertitta anymore. Broke boy Fertitta. Yeah, we didn't t- – we talked about – we didn't talk about Harden as a duo, but him and John Wall might be the best uh, partying duo in the NBA. <laughs> They're about to get lit in Houston. Yeah, man, we, we respect we, – I respect brother – Oh, yeah. Good. A good brother wall man yeah yeah he had a room he was just having fun at the rose bar the mayor of rose bar about the team uh, up man, i mean yo real in the strip clubs and uh, he, he was chilling man I, hey man i don't blame him i've been in rose bar a few times i, I don't blame <laughs> him for trying to do his thing up in them streets yo uh, sango uh specifically do you think that uh do you think harden can be the best player on the championship team not right now so I think he got. I think he got to change his style of his play, man. Yeah, like, that's what cool. I was gonna say. It's cool, like uh, in the regular season, just doing that dribble, dribble. But like, like the great Kobe Bryant said in his interview, like he's not a, he's like that. That's he's not a fan in, in terms of that style of play, winning championship, because the defense can just key on in you, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Is the floor gets shrinks, you know, is you got to be able to move out the ball. 
at least give me with a back cut, man. Like something like. And he know. did that. He did all that in OKC. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just he, like he was playing off the ball and like functioned. In yeah, that. instead of just well, like what could be the best Paul. player on a championship team if he is playing that way. I don't know if anyone's going to get him to change. Uh, maybe a change in scenery would, and you know, I think that he could be the best player on the championship team if he plays that like it alters his style a little bit and is playing next to a top 15 20 player who complements his game got it where do you think he ends up Riyad? i want to see him on the sixers yeah but i also but i also want to see if dot can do anything with simmons and Embiid. so i'm like torn a little bit um, i mean but that, I, you could get the best of both worlds you could see that for the first quarter or first yeah half, three quarters okay. of the season until the trade deadline and then they if it doesn't work out in the half court which uh, yeah sure it will be enough to win a championship with them two in the half court yeah i don't yeah. i don't want to i don't really want to see him on the nets I, I don't think that'll happen anyways but I, I don't really care about seeing him with katie and Kyrie. they might I think, average 140 a game if they did yeah i think 35. i think the sixers are are probably the best bet and probably the most interesting out of out of contenders and we know he's going to put up big offensive numbers like he always does yeah like he'll probably like even though all this ambiguity of where he's going to be like he's still going to come out the season this week and like put up 35 40 points a game and play every game like he's he loves a game like it's not he's not going to just i don't see him like holding out or anything no. when like not being with the team he's always available so yeah all right, so for our fourth and final segment, uh, we're going to go through a lightning round of some big topics throughout the season, including season awards. I will pose the question, and then answering it in a sentence or two, it will go from Sango to Kevin to me. Sango, starting with you, who is going to be the rookie of the year? LaMelo Ball. Gladdy? Uh, I got Obi Toppin. I think LaMelo will be, like, mad inefficient. Three-point shooting is pretty bad. Obi Toppin's very... NBA ready. So I think he'll put up solid numbers. I mean, I don't think he has a real high ceiling, but you know, let the Knicks fans get, get a little bit of hype for one year and still get a top five draft pick. For me, it's Halliburton. No reason. <laughs> You'd have to watch college basketball. To <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard, I heard somebody say it. So uh, I, I, copied I, barely, I barely watched. I was, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I barely watched some of the, you weren't watching the Australian league, watching the, man, like, I, I, I forgot like who was <laughs> even in this draft. I was like, I don't remember this motherfucker. Like I got, I was like, that's why I'm trying to watch more this year. Yeah. With Sango, who's going to be the uh, defensive player of the year. Bam out of bio. By you, Gladdy. Ben Simmons. Dick I got AD. Sango, who's going to be the sixth man of the year? Uh, I'm going to go with Levert. I actually was going to say Levert, but I figured he's going to end up starting too many games, so he gets like that disqualification, so I'm going with Ibaka. Ibaka. All right, I got uh, I Harrell again, but I got Schroeder if he doesn't start. And I think, I think a dark horse might be Dragic if he comes off the bench. Sango, who's going to be the most improved player of the year? Can KD win this award? I was actually thinking that. I don't know. I think he's probably like comeback player. I'll go with Shy OKC. I'm not going to lie. I had the same exact one. He's he's, he's going to have so much more volume this year <laughs> and opportunity <laughs> with CP gone. So I, I think Shay wins it as well. I got DeAndre Ayton. Who's going to be the – Sango, who's going to be the coach of the year? I'll go with the, like, the good brother in Phoenix, Monty Williams. I like uh, – Chris. you got Chris Paul. 
Yeah, I feel like he's going to help him take that next step. He already did a good job in the bubble. I'm going with uh, my fellow Spurs fan, Steve Nash. I think the uh, Nets will finish in the regular season top two or three. And he'll... He, he, is he even going to coach or that Dan Tony going to coach? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Lord Kai going to coach. They will alternate Kai. every night. You know, what's his name? He's going to post up Kyrie Irving seven or eight times a game, like he said. You know, y'all listen to that podcast? <laughs> you, uh, no, I didn't. Which one was it? Uh, I think it was an IG Live where KD was just talking to Kyrie. He's like, yeah. I'm glad I didn't listen to Kyrie that. Kyrie was like, you know, I, you, I, can't, I feel like there's a mismatch anytime. Oh, you, I did listen like, to that. Seven, seven, eight, seven, eight times a game. And then Katie's like, well, we're going to see, meaning like basically, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you fucking wilder, bro. You want some, you want some more Kai shit, bro. Yeah, there's going to be some good Kyrie content this year, bro. <laughs> hey, yo, Lord Kai, baby. Yo, I got, I got Terry Stotts for Coach of the Year. Oh, okay. man. Okay. All right, last question, Sango. Who's your favorite free agent pickup this offseason? Come back to me on that one. <laughs> Uh, I say uh, mine is Christian Wood going to the Rockets, um, former process sixer. Shout out my guy. Uh, I think that, I mean, he's like the best pick and roll guy that Harden's ever played with. You know, you can, you can jump out of the gym, shoots it real well from three as well. Looked really good in their preseason game. So I think they're going to be an interesting duo to watch for the, you know, 30, 40 games that Harden's in uh, Houston. Got it. All right, I got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich just because he's here in Atlanta with Trey and uh, uh, giving Trey another guard to play alongside. I'm excited for that. It's a for great the, defensive backcourt. For that duo. All right, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to just go with the Lakers. I think they had a great offseason. Yeah, yeah I like the player, pick. bro. Uh, I like all their picks, but I'm going to go with uh, specifically Montrez Harrell. So I like the okay. pick up from there. So. I like I like uh, Gasol better better. I, I like I was, I was gonna say the whole Lakers. I like the yeah. shoulder pickup. I like the Gasol pickup. I like the most, the Montrell's pickup. They just put the foot on the gas. They didn't they didn't waste no time. You know, after the um, winning the championship, they just kept it going. Got rid of the Dwight Howard with his snakes. Running back. Yes, I mean that's a good. I'm gonna go with that. Okay, so to end the show today, uh, we're gonna do a little trivia to test our NBA knowledge. Uh, we hope to include the segment at the end of each episode. And to that end, I have two questions for the both of you. How many teams did did the NBA have in the league in 1980? Bruh. <laughs> 20, 20, 25. 26. 23. 23. Damn. The Hornets, the Timberwolves, Pelicans, Magic, Kings, Raptors, and Heat were not a franchise yet. Second question, fellas. Who is the career leader in games played? Carl Malone. Hakeem Olajuwon. Robert Parrish. He played till he was like 50. Yeah. Fuck, that was a good one. All right, uh, keep, yo, keep track of that. We're both over two. Let's, let's see how <laughs> pathetic our knowledge is. Sango was pretty close that first one. All right, so that wraps up this episode and our preview episodes before the season begins tomorrow on December 22nd. Uh, we'll we will continue to cover the most interesting topics throughout the season and expect this season to be a fun one. So we hope you can join us. Please rate and subscribe and we will see you next time. Peace.